four more minutes of not being able to connect through. This is an absolute fast, Jeff. Not only do I not have shitty music, I can't connect to the other media platforms. Get it together, old boy. Come on. Shit. Welcome to Week 10's B-League Pick'em Show. They're about to call it something else. I'm in an absolute funk. Glad I said that correctly. I couldn't actually connect. And I, was, I was on, and it says go live, and nothing. Nothing. I'm not going to blame, any, blame anybody for making that big mess out of that, but I'm just going to assume it was the last person. So, Mike, thanks very much, mate. <laughs> Welcome to Week 10's B-League, uh, B-League Pick'em Show. Show. It's where I am here with Week 10's Pick'em Props for the Week. Underdog Fantasy. Get around it. It's what you want to be on. It's one of the better platforms that you can find. Actually, it's the best platform you can find for props. That's what I'm making a stance. It's the best prop platform you can find. Use promo code GF2 for a 100% match and deposit up to 100 bucks. If you missed the 500 for 500 promo last week, shame on you again. You could have spent all your money on the Jets and uh, Chargers on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, you could have done that. Even better yet, go 100 for 100. Use the promo code GF2 and you can get on the Jets and Vegas on Sunday night. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Get around those awesome games. Where I'll tell you what it is before we crack into it. I, I went over the props for underdog. And, you know, we're a year or two into this as it would be. I haven't seen so many IDP player options IDP player, or should I individual player, player. I, why not? Well, it's a B-League pick show, show. So I should be able to say IDP player because individual defensive player, player props. I haven't seen that many defensive player props this early in the week. It's madness. I I, I don't know why. It's kind of weird to, uh, kind of weird to see, to be honest. It, it, like you see it, it's like early morning Wednesday and it's like Demario Davis, Danielle Hunter. We're going to talk about them boys soon. Look at some of these other games. Look, there's so many garbage quarterbacks out there. So many injured players and pieces. Yeah, okay. I hope everyone grabbed Albert Okwabunum off the waivers because he seems to be a guy. That's what we're that's what we're playing with. Here's your top ten waiver ads for the week. Albert Okwabunum, Philadelphia. Put three percent of your fab down. That's where we're at for the week. Please grab Tommy DeVito. Like, no, no. This is where we're at in the year. Please go grab Kadaral Hodge. The NFL sucks this year. It's okay to say it. This year sucks. Everyone's getting hurt. Nobody wants to play. Players aren't getting paid. People are making more money. Freaking ridiculous. That's where I'm at this week. It's not even a rant. I normally save that for Monday, but Jesus, what a shitstorm it's been this year. Oh, well, it is what it is. We're going to look into your props for the week, but before I do, always, as always, oh, bonjour. Ah, pardon vous français? Quand à la fouette? That means keep the door closed. It's cold in tidy uh, Haitian, I believe. Haitian Creole. Cunha, a lot Don't ask why I know that. Don't worry, we're going to Taylor Swift, yes. Yeah, great. That's that's what I'm here for, Taylor Swift. Thanks, Yeti. Yeah. My last name is French. Thank you very much, Jamie, for paying homage to uh, a couple centuries year old last name. Rosier, there you go. I don't know. Apparently, we're a big deal, a big deal in Providence. I, whatever. I don't know where that is. Don't, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't tell. That's what we do here. Either way, as always, go to YouTube.com. Why is there such a glare? Oh, my dear God. We are moving today. You know what? Screw it. I can't even get connected on social media. You can deal with the glare. Put some sunglasses on. Deal with that shit. That's what I'm going with today. As always, head over to YouTube.com. 
find us over at Going For Two Live, subscribe, hit the alerts, and then you get shows like this as they come at you. That's what you really want. Speaking on it, boys, we're on one last night, as always. Absolute ride. I love listening to them on the way to work. My kids, not so much. Either way. Always head over to our Discord. It's free. It's free Discord. It's free. It's not like you have to put a promo code and get in. It's a free Discord where you can ask all your start suit questions, get your wave away information, get your dynasty questions in, get your betting questions in. That's what you really want to do. Come come bother us over there. We love talking to you guys. The 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 you know what you want? You want to go over to our free Discord, going for two live, and then just tag Gladys. Like she's on mountain time, so it's okay if you like tag her early morning. She's awake anyway, because they're a little different out there. So go find Gladys, tag her early morning, and kick on from that. Oh, this glare is friggin' wild. I haven't seen this here before. Maybe it's just my camera. Ah, screw it. That's what we're going with. And as always, you can find me. I'm not even going to promote X anymore. X is my X. We're going to head over to Discord. I am Dan, Discord Dan, as you already know. That's friggin' wild. Maybe if I shrink my chair down. No, screw it. We're just going to go with this today. And we're going to go from that. I'm French-Canadian. The past few weeks, my life is so much better being Canadian. I don't even want to know, my man. I don't even want to know. I am struggling. You know what? doesn't matter. No one's watching this anyway. I didn't enjoy the Clayton Toon experience. Yeah. No, I didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know anything about the Clayton Toon. I'm, I'm so happy. That Kyler Murray is back. I, I'm so happy. Do you know what it is? It's one of those weird things. I'm going to just stand here like this. My arms up. The I have so much Kyler Murray in best ball this year. It's scary. I, I know I shouldn't, uh, but I do. So I'm glad he's back. It was always that week 10 kind of feel. I don't think anyone thought that they were going to use Josh Dobbs, cut Colt McCoy, go with Clayton Toon. It was kind of wild. So... You know, it is what it is in that regard. I am. There we go. I found some bounty and I've put it on behind my my camera like that. We got ourselves a shield. Look at that. Nah, oh, that's a little bit better. Bounty for the win. <laughs> that's what killed me. Dang, getting a tag. <laughs> Fifty shots. <laughs> yep, that's what we're doing today. We're getting a tan. We're in the we're in the sun somehow. Thank you for bearing with me for last week. Also, I uh, I'm in the middle of relocating and moving. Thank God, because there's no glare where I am. It's just you know glass windows everywhere. So, whatever. Let's crack on before the silly season keeps getting weirder and weirder. Let's have a look at this week's games. We're going Thursday night football. Carolina three plus three point five on the road to Chicago thirty nine over under. Colts. Actually, that's a weird one as well because you know. Nah, it's not really weird. Carolina should be known. I don't know why they're like. I would trust Carolina at this point over anything Chicago does if Justin Fields is not playing. I don't feel bad about that saying that at all. Colts minus one point five at New England favorites. Wow, road favorites. The Colts at New England forty three and a half over under. Houston plus six point five at Cincinnati forty eight over under. Cleveland plus six at Baltimore. Here's one. <laughs> Thirty seven and a half. Cleveland at Baltimore. Sorry, Jamie. I'm sorry, man. 37 and a half. I love that like Gardner Minshew and Mac Jones are given 43 and a half, but Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson are given 37 and a half. Yeah, okay, great defenses, all that sort of crap. I get it, but my God. I like that they back Bryce Young and Tyler Badgett to put up more more points than uh 
than Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson combined. That's that's madness. San Fran minus three on the road at Jacksonville. 46 and a half is lying there. Green Bay plus, plus three. I kind of like that because I don't believe anything that Pittsburgh does. At Pittsburgh, 39 over under there too. We're going to talk about the next game in a minute. But Tennessee plus one at Tampa, 38 and a half. That's interesting because, you know, a week and a half ago, we saw Will Levis blow up and Tampa put up some points. They nearly put up 38 points on their own at Houston last week. So that's kind of interesting to see that one later. It's one to keep an eye on as well. We're going to talk about New Orleans at Minnesota. Yeti, I'm glad you're with me for this one. We're going to talk about Minnesota. Home underdogs against Derek Carr. I, I understand. I get it. You know, obviously, they, they lose uh, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson should be back, I think, next week, maybe. I don't think he's been cleared. Yeti, you might want to confer that for me. But either way, that's a good line because Ravens 28, Browns 13. That's, uh, well... Browns are going to put up more points than that, I think. Don't don't sell them don't sell them short. It's Dobbs season, yeah, maybe. I mean, whatever. I'm not even going to. I'm not even actually going to even. I don't even think I've, I've picked a prop for him either. It's like you're going to see these props that I've got for Minnesota and New Orleans, and you'll be like, Dan, you're having one, and that's cool. Like if I'm having one, but this is where I'm at. I mentioned before IDP players. I am absolutely leaning on IDP player option this game. I hate it. I, I hate the options for him because we're talking about two teams. That really, I mean, okay, whatever Minnesota did last week, I think we take it with a grain of salt. 41's the line here, plus, plus two and a half at home they are. But I don't see how this isn't a, a battle of defenses, which is kind of wild. Demario Davis over seven combined tackles. That's my first prop for the day. I'm leaning into Demario Davis. I will tell you this right now. I would bear his children if I could. I, I can't. It's a shame, but I would bear his children off good. He's a machine, Demario Davis. I think he reminds me, you know what it is? There's certain defensive players that come along and you're like, God damn, that guy's an absolute animal. I had that same feeling with like Cam Chancellor like five, six years ago. You're like, God damn, that guy's a monster. I get the same feeling about Demario Davis. I love watching his game. He's an absolute animal. But this matchup is absolutely right for him. He gets Josh Dobbs, who, let's face it, he's going to scoot a little. He's going to get out of the pocket. I feel like that's just prime territory for a guy like Demario Davis in coverage, just to just have a game to rack one up. And then we'll rack one up. That's what we're going to do. So past two games, he's averaged around 11 combined tackles it is, as it is. He surpassed this quota and further pushed seven times this year. So five times in his last, uh, this year, two more times for seven to push. So he's good. Seven times out of nine, he's either pushed or passed it. So I feel pretty good about that. I think he's going to get there this week. I don't know how much they're going to lean on Alexander Madison. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Obviously, no Cam Akers, another Achilles. You've got to ask yourself, if Akers does his Achilles one week, Cousins the week before, what's going on in that strength and conditioning room? Huh? 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 Turf, go kick rocks. Pick number two, Alexander Madison, lower than half a touchdown. I don't believe him, and I don't buy him. I don't care. I don't care if they've scored some rushing touchdowns with Cam Akers and he had a receiving one. I don't care about this positive regression garbage. He's no good. There we go. And if they get close to that goal line, guess what he's going to do? Dobbs is going to run. He's going to scoot. Not going to get that chance against New Orleans. It's not going to happen. I hate this spot for him because it seemed to look all right with Dobbs playing last week. Even though he scored last week, it was A, a struggle and B through the air, which still counts. But was his first to say, play Kansas over a month ago. That's your lead guy. It's not even happening. Yard still struggled to hit above 45. So when it comes to lock, look to hit on the lower end there too. I don't actually trust him for yards either. So look, through nine, nine games, the Saints have conceded a total of three rushing and receiving touchdowns this year. They give up about 80 yards per game. So I feel nothing for their run game. Three rushing and receiving touchdowns this year for the Saints. That's madness, right? So 
Yeah, all of a sudden, Alexander Madison's going to do it. He is. Alexander Madison is going to score against the Saints, who have given up three this year. Three. Yeah, okay. No thanks. Pick number three, Daniel Hunter, higher than half a sack. Do you know why? Because he's got a Derek Carr's a statue. He's like Carson Wentz. Except, you know, with like eyeliner. That's what we're doing. Oh, Carson Wentz kind of has, but he goes with a, you know, the lighter tip there. Either way, Daniel Hunter, it's an IDP heavy game for us this, uh, this week. So Hunter has two in his last three, currently has 10 sacks for the year. Yeah, Derek Carr's going to get away from him. That's what I mean. Like, it's madness. Look at these props again. How can I not do that this week? How? How? Two games this year. Only two games in nine this year does Daniel Hunter not have a sack. That's mad. Two in his last three, 10th for the year, and only two games in nine this year without one. Jesus. Yeah, no, he's not going to do that. Derek Carr is the most mobile of people. He can scoop when he has to. However, he's also known for holding onto the ball too long and getting caught. Derek Carr is averaging two sacks a game and at this point of time. So that's something to know. Six multi-sack games this year, including three with three or more sacks as well, which is madness. He has been a little bit tidier this year, and I feel like that might have to do with Alvin Kamara coming back. He's been able to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. What is he going to throw it to him 15 times a game? Like, come on, this is where we're at. He can still get had. I don't trust him at all. Start of his 21-day uh, window starts today to get off it. Yeah, he'll be back sooner than later. Especially, like... The- we were talking about it on Monday night, Gladys and Kyle and I on our Monday two-point conversion. We were talking about how Minnesota, like as bad as they've been and how lucky they've been. I don't think bad's the right word. That's that's not fair. I shouldn't have said that. As as weird as their year has been, they're playoff contenders because like it's what? San Fran in a playoff in a in a wild card spot, Dallas and then who? It's probably Minnesota. So they're there or thereabouts. And I, I you know, I can see them getting through there uh, through through this year. I, I don't hate it for them. Afternoon games. We're looking at Detroit minus two at the LA Chargers on the short week. 48 and a half is the line there, Dallas. Detroit minus two on the road. That's that's kind of minus two and a half. That's kind of wild. Atlanta minus one and a half at Arizona. Another road favorite. 42 and a half. So that's two out of two. We're not going to talk about that. New York Giants plus 16. Jesus Christ at Dallas. Oh my God. 38 and a half. I'm not even going to watch that one. Uh, Washington plus six at Seattle, 46 and a half. Winners four straight. Schedule getting soft now. We'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope so. I like Minnesota. They're a fun team. They always had fun. They, you know what? They're, they're, like the, uh, they're like the Chargers of the NFC. Like, they're fun. They can win games, and you're like, oh, good for them. They're not going to do anything with it, but it's great. Like, I'm happy that they're fun to watch, and they put up points, and they're exciting. And then nothing. But that's okay. They'll get there one day. I have faith in them, Yeti. Don't worry. They're going to get there. Maybe not this year. It might be a few years, but they'll get, they'll go close. They'll go close. Don't worry. You're good. We're going to head over to we're going to head over to Seattle. We're going to look at Seattle on the Washington game. I actually kind of like this. I'm going to watch this game solely because I have no interest in watching solely. Detroit, LA Chargers. Okay, maybe Atlanta, Arizona. I don't got much interest in that. I don't think I'm going to flip between the Detroit game and Washington. Washington plus six at Seattle, forty-six and a half. 32 years and counting, yeah, well, yeah. well, what's another year, right? <laughs> Pick number one, Sam Howell for over 257 and a half passing yards. I love it. It's a weird matchup this week on the road. The Commanders have been encouraging 33 points in Denver, 31 points in Philly. That's all happened in the last month. In games where they're road dogs, they seem to light up the stat sheet a little bit. That's great because they're at it again. They're road dogs, and we like that. They're in Seattle, and I'm, I'm okay with this. 
Sam Howe's been frustrating at times to watch, but, you know, he's had a pretty good year. For, for a guy that came with, like, little expectation, he's really done well. Uh, 300 yards in back-to-back -back games, nearly 400 at Philly. Yeah, three, 395, give or take, back-to-back uh, -back week. So uh, it's pretty good. So you, you can forget about some of the mistakes he makes or, or the quieter games when he does things like this. It's really easy. Uh, he's hit this marker five out of nine this year. So he's hit over 257 and a half five times this year, which is fantastic. Uh, and three times in his last five. So we have that to go on. Form's on his side, and he's looking pretty good. Uh, Seattle's been a little pack in terms of passing, passing defense, but I, I'm interested to see what the Seattle defense does this week. It, it's kind of interesting. Jamal Adams came back from the concussion after taking time off. What was it knee or Patel or whatever he had? Leonard Williams, obviously, we traded. The Giants, we traded him to Seattle. So interesting to see what that defense looks like in a couple of weeks when they start to gel a little bit more and get more reps under their belt. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, Antonio Gibson's doing all right. Yeah, he's 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 been getting there. Like I know it's weird to say, like he's not really getting the carries, but like through the air, he's been all right. Ryan Robinson's been on a bit of a dip. I feel like for some it feels like he's been on a bit of a dip the last few weeks. And you know, that's only just me talking out of like what I've seen from fantasy leagues and whatever I've been. Mean, you know, it is what it is, but I, I don't even like Antonio Gibson. I'm not even a fan. Like, but he's starting to get some work through the air. It's kind of interesting. Who knew that Eric Bieniemy might use him like he would have? Might have way. Who knew that that was going to be similar? I didn't know that. Either way, pick number two in this game. It's yet to drop, but it will. And if it doesn't, have a look across other platforms. We're going Geno Smith higher than 1.5 passing touchdowns. He's going for two. At going for two. He's going to do that this week. I've got a good feeling about him this week. Also, if you want to get on Geno Smith, he's passing out to 245. That's going to smash I should have just went with that. I should have went with the prop that was available and not the one that that's non-existent. I'm just making up props as we go, but I, it's going to drop towards the end of the week. They always do this to us. Look, he's had a weird year, Gino. He's been a little bit up and down, which is, you know, last year he was fairly sound. He was, he was quite consistent through the year. And I kind of liked him last year. He did write quite well, but, you know, the prop to, uh, the prop, uh, prop line for his touchdowns isn't there. But, you know, for what it is, I think it's, I don't know if it's much to do with him than it is everyone else, or more so uh, Washington, but look, they're not going to avoid a lot of exposure to this straight off the week, but it is what it is. Look, the commanders have one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. They now have no pass wash, rush in, get, in getting rid of Young and, and Sweat. Like, they're just all over the place. Sweat? Alan, I'm losing my mind. I keep getting this mixed up. Doesn't really matter. Sweat. That's what we're going with. That's the guy they're going with. Done. Second most passing TDs in them. 19 in nine games. They're sinking. Surprisingly, Gino has only had three multiple touchdown games this year, which is kind of weird to know. Uh, been a little bit consistent at best in that department team struggle to put up points, but I feel like at home, Washington, I think this is going to be a ma the making of a shootout. I think it's going to be one of those games like we saw last year between Houston and Tampa. This is going to be a big week for them. Pick number three should be a surprise. If we feel like Geno's yards are going to, over, going to go over, I feel pretty good about DK Metcalf as well. Higher than 58 and a half receiving yards. Look, it's again, another weird year for DK Metcalf and the Seattle passing attack. Uh, and again, it goes part and parcel with what I was talking about. But it's a great matchup for him. He's been over 60 in two of his last three, but it seems as if it's been a bit of a struggle. He's only had two games this year over 70 receiving yards. For DK Metcalf, that's kind of... I get they've mixed in some some Jackson Smith. I, I get Lockett's been in and about. They've used the run game sharp. It's just been a weird year for them as a whole. So for Metcalf to have only two games over 70 receiving yards, that's kind of wild for me. Uh, so I just take... I suggest taking this... I feel like this is one wherever it's going to hit the over on this one pretty quick or higher. Fucking underdog in the vernacular. They're going to go higher. I feel like this one's going to rise by about 10 by the end of the week, and I could see that happening pretty quickly. So get on this one now. 
feel happy about it when you do. Here's one for you. And I, I know this is, uh, you know, I wanted to do this live. I wanted to do this live. I wanted to, because you know, it's going for two live. There were no props for the evening games or the primetime games. So Gladys and Kyle, if you are watching, uh, that's something you to know that there are no props for Monday's game just yet. And there are no props for Sunday night's game between the Jets and the Raiders because they suck, put bluntly. So, yeah, let's let's just pick on like, here we go. Zach Wilson lower, Mason, uh, Max Crosby higher in sacks. And let's say Robert Splane over six and a half uh, combined tackles. I made that up. That's going to happen. There's no props yet for the for the Denver uh, Bills game on Monday night and no props for the Jets and Raiders game, which is kind of wild. So I gave us a, a few extra picks instead. We're going to go three extra props that I kind of like. Let's have a look at tomorrow night's game between Carolina and Chicago. I got cheaper Hubbard lower than 43 and a half rush yards at Chicago Thursday night football. Look, Chicago is one of those weird teams where you think they're completely trash, but to be fair, it's just, you know, if they could get – their offense sorted, they'd be decent. I know that sounds funny to say, and I know there's some NFC North people in the crowd here that might disagree with me. Not pointing names at Kyle or Yeti. However, if their offense got sorted out, they'd be half decent. It's just, it's just weird. Their run D isn't missing, though. Their run D is actually pretty good. This is the fifth fifth lowest run, uh, run rush yards conceded, and they've played one more game than three or four of the bottom five. Like, it's kind of wild when you think about it. That also might mean that their secondary is crap, but their run D is pretty good. I've talk, spoken about this for multiple weeks. So, you know, look at the, some of these running backs. Who's it? Austin Eckler, quiet. Kamara, quiet. Brian Robertson, quiet. Josh Jacobs, what do you have, like 10 yards? Quiet. They're keeping these guys quiet on the ground, and that's just one of those things that all of a sudden Trooper Hubbard's going to do it. I, I don't think so. I just don't see it happening. 43 and a half? And they still might work Miles Sanders in? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think that's cool at all. I don't see this one hitting him for 43 and a half. I know he's starting to take over and all that sort of stuff. I'm just not a big fan of that. This this needs to sink below 40 for me to even have a look. And I don't even want to look. Pick number two for your bonus props because there's nothing for the primetime game Sunday and Monday. Mike Evans versus Tennessee higher than 60.5 receiving yards. Look, the Titans, they can't be had through the air. I don't think that's a surprise. I think their best cornerback was a Dory Jackson five years ago, and that guy sucks. So he's he's absolutely been cooked for us at the Giants. He's just, oof, what a fall from grace. Uh, so it is what it is in that regard. Look, the, the Bucs have been okay through the air against the Bills and the Texans back-to-back games. Mayfield's had, what, over 250, most times. So he's doing all right. Mike Evans had a spot a year. He kind of disappears in those games where he does. It's a nightmare. But if not, he's hitting about 60, 70 yards. So he's, he's kind of there or thereabouts. Uh, in two of his last three, he's gone over 80. So two touchdowns in that span of time as well. So recent forms on his side would suggest it's a positive matchup. I, I kind of don't hate this for him. I feel like they've got like this. Let me find this. I know I wrote this down somewhere. I know I wrote this down somewhere because I, I, I was actually having – for you DFS buffs out, that was actually advocating for Trey Palmer this week. <gasps> Trey Palmer, was he 3,200? Let's have a look. What did I write for him? No, Jeff, I didn't write. He's going to try and get me to do articles again. I don't have it in me, Jeff. 11th most receiving yards to the position and 7th most DK points to the position as well. So, you know, 
Trey Palmer, Mike Evans. Just throwing my hat in there for those two. Pick number three, we're going to go Travis Etienne. Lower than 64 and a half rush yards against San Fran at home. Look, he was incredible prior to the prior to the break. He was just on one, and then it couldn't have come at a worse time for him. Alternatively, for San Fran, that bye week couldn't have been better. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm not sure the answer this week is against San Fran. Again, a bottom five rush defense. They're up there with Chicago, Dallas, all those sorts of guys. So they're hard to run on at the best of times. They're only giving up about 80, 64 yards per game. So, so their line, his line is 64 and a half. They concede 64. How funny. Good one, Vegas. That's very good. You know, you get Randy Gregory, Chase Young. There's going to be a different sort of San Fran team. It's going to be interesting to see how they contain. Uh, Jags O-line could struggle. Could be a few third and longs. I don't like this for them this week. Should have read that before I clicked on it. What do you think of Hayden Hurst? Higher than 14 and a half receiving yards. Ugh. It's weird because it feels like I've been going to Tommy Tremble a bit more lately. Yeah, he can have that one to two reception game. I'd probably look, I don't know how I feel about the yards. What's his receptions at? Like, have a look at Thrive or DraftKings if you can. Have a look. Let me have a look. I won't even do it with you. Let's have a look. I, I would feel better about his receptions over yards. Uh, man. Hayden Hurst, two receptions. Oof. I could see it. I could see him going for three receptions. It might be a weird game. I don't think the run game is going to get going, so they might have to. I wouldn't feel good about it. I'll tell you that right now. But they're not going to get moving on. This is going to be a terrible game. Good luck to those watching. Yeah, that's what happens when you lose. Yeah, it is. Justin Fields, I mean, what can you do? Let's hope he comes back soon and the Giants get the 101. That'd be interesting. Might get a quarterback. <gasps> Daniel Jones. God damn. Yeah, Hayden Hurst. I three receptions. That's on the higher end for him lately. 14 and a half. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm not starting him anywhere. My God, I had him in so many. It's like, you know, 54. He popped off at 54 last week. Convoluted though. One reception is all it takes for these guys, right? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be something. It's, something has to give with them, right? Because they're losing all these games, but their run defense is all right. So, yeah, you look at some of these guys that they've been playing up against, you know, tough division. You get guys like Laporta. You're getting guys like Hawkinson. I've seen some of these stats as well, and I know you're a bit of an analytics guy there, Steve. So, I, I've seen some of these stats with teams that are, like, really good against, like, tight ends, but... They've played Tommy Tremble and they've played the ghost of Zach Ertz and they've played Tyler Higgins. They've played guys that just aren't giving. They've had maybe the luck of that. I could I could go through this now. Let's have a look. I got I got five minutes. I got five minutes. We're gonna do this live because you know Vegas killed me. Let's have a look here. Just where we are. Where are we? Just because it's fun, and then I'm gonna bounce. You look at this. Let's have a look. Cleveland have conceded the most, the, the fewest yards to tight ends. Outside of Mark Andrews, Irv Smith, Pat Frymouth is a ghost. I don't remember who the tight end is at, at Tennessee. Mark Andrews, George Kittle, who they kept quiet. The Colts don't have a tight end. Seattle don't have a tight end. Arizona do nothing. 
So it's one thing to say, like, oh, they're great against tight ends, but, like, there's only really one you're worried about in that regard. And out of all that, the tight ends, why am I even a blank? Oh, Chick. Yeah, Chick. Very good. Like, yeah, it's well, all well and good to say, like, Cleveland are amazing against tight ends, but they've played, what, Mark Andrews. And even George Kittle. We can run this back. Let's have a look at this. Might have been that one week where he blew up. Also might not have been. George Kittle, one reception for one yard. So, you know, two tight ends have played. One of them went for one. Like, it's not... That's just unfortunate in that regard. Then we can check over here. It's very... You've got to be careful. You are the Rams. Again, they would have played similar guys. Philly, Dallas Goddard, Jake Ferguson, Luke Musgrove. They've played a few different guys. You've got to be careful with that. Chicago, while we're here. Oh, come on. Where are we? Chicago. You're about the 10th worst. Or 10th, how positive or negative you are about it. 10th best matchup. Musgrave, Otten, Kelsey would have been his return game. Can't remember who the tight end for Denver is because they've been non-existent. Logan Thomas, Hawkinson, Vegas, whoever they have. No one really at the charges of note. And they would have been gashed. Here's the thing. I spoke about this elsewhere. Chicago would have been gashed by tight ends and their points and yards would have gone up, but they played Taysom Hill last week. So everything looks worse by comparison, which is kind of wild, right? If, if Taysom Hill, tight end, throws a passing touchdown to Juwan Thompson, everything looks terrible. That's when you know you've got to look at yourself, really. Either way, we're going to recap today's show. Thank you very much for sticking. We went a bit long is wild for me because I never do anything longer than what I have to. I really mail it in. Anyways, as always, YouTube, subscribe, hit the alerts, come join me every Wednesday at 3 o'clock, come over to our free Discord, going for two live, all that sort of stuff. You can find me over there as well at the B-League says. Pick number one, we got to Mario Davis, over combined seven tackles. Pick number two, Alexander Madison, lower than half a touchdown. Receiving rushing doesn't really matter. Pick number three, Daniel Hunter, higher than half a sack. In the afternoon, we're going Sam Howe. We're going Seattle, Washington at Seattle. I keep going Washington. I can't even do it. Washington at Seattle. My mind just blows up because the state and all that sort of stuff. Sam Howe. We're going Washington at Seattle. That's the one. Sam Howe over 257.5 passing yards. Pick number two is going to be Geno Smith. One and a half passing touchdowns over when it drops later in the week. If not, you can smash his 245 line for passing yards. Pick number three, DK Metcalf. Higher than 58.5 receiving yards. We're going to check over to primetime games. Ah! No, we're not, because there are none dropped just yet. Three bonus picks for the week. Chuba Hubbard lower than 43.5 rush yards at Chicago tomorrow night. Mike Evans higher than 60.5 receiving yards at Tennessee. And pick number three is Travis Etienne at home to San Fran. Lower than 64.5 rush yards. Thank you very much for being with me this week. It's been a pleasure as always. Safe bets, happy punting, cheers, and goodbye for now.